So you want to talk first? Uh, am I gonna talk? How's this work? Um, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't really know who should get to talk first about this. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Uh, <laughs> guys, we're joined here. Thank you for listening to Love Script. Um, I'm Connor. I'm Brendan, of course. And we have a special guest here. So. <laughs> What up? Uh, four three four representing. Now, um, Dakota, thanks for joining me, buddy. How's it going, man? Going good. Just watched the Last Jedi, so that was interesting. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. It's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is all the same. Oh, uh, actually, I got some hot takes after, not after the pod, but towards the end of this pod, regarding uh, the Last Jedi. Quite frankly, so you'll like them. You'll be excited about that. I think Dakota. Um, all right, we watched this movie, boys. Uh, we don't want to really want to spoil it just yet and tell everybody our thoughts. But we are going to have to ask people for Instagram follows. Uh, what else? Twitter. Twitter? Um, Facebook. Facebook, I and guess. Rate, <laughs> and rate, rate and review, and review of course. And follow us on yeah. Anchor. Rate and review. Awesome. Subscribe. Yeah. So, All that jazz. with that in mind, uh, Dakota's joining us. He actually, we went and watched The Force Awakens live. We were together. Um, we had a bunch of us, actually. So this will be kind of nice. Kind of a nice little... Uh, not tie, I guess you would say, um, regarding our friendship because it'll probably be over after this podcast. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, let's just get rolling. All right, so to start us off, I kind of want to paint more of a picture just to remind the audience of where we all were in 2015 and then 2014 before that. Um, so 2014, we start off The Force Awakens. We got announced in 2012 that Disney was acquiring Lucasfilm and they are going to be making a Star Wars movie. They didn't really announce the date. Uh, everybody thought it was probably going to be by 2015, 2016. And then the day after Thanksgiving, 2014, they drop, I think it was like a minute trailer on The Force Awakens. And quite frankly, that's the first time I remember something just blowing up the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was insane. Dakota, me and you actually hung out that night. And I remember because we ended up just talking about the... The trailer, of course. What was your like after that trailer dropped? I mean, we were. I thought we were very excited. I'm sure everybody was. I was but also very excited. <laughs> we kind of like that started this build up, basically, of over a year of waiting now for Star Wars to come out. Yeah, yeah. I think um, just remembering that, remembering the initial trailer, there was a lot of excitement. This is Star Wars. I mean, this is what our dads, you know, and moms maybe, but you know, dude, Kate, is, Kate loves Star Wars. Yeah, there you go. Shout out. Um, this is what they grew up on. So it's kind of like, then we got the, the quote unquote, the prequels or the first three, whatever you want to, however you want to put those. I'm not, I'm not here to judge anyone. Who, Shameless uh, plug. If you're interested in listening to our first three episodes. Can <laughs> <laughs> we dive into those? <laughs> Sorry, carry on. When it first came out, I remember that as well. And it was, it was exciting. It was a little... I mean, you knew when Disney bought it, they weren't just going to buy it to make a little place at Disneyland area. Like, you know, you're spending millions and millions. You're going to do something with it. So it was kind of, for me, it was excitement, but it was also that initial fear of, oh, God, this is Disney. Like, the only way that this is going to work is if we bring back the characters. Are they, like, how old are they now? I mean, God only knows. So it was cool, but it also was a little... A little like nerving, unnerving, but I knew that I wasn't going to miss it for the world. I knew that I was going to be there first night, and I think that if I remember correctly, you um, you were the one that actually kind of spearheaded that um, back back in the day with getting like a bunch 
bunch of tickets. Yeah, so I guess we can fast forward. A l- like we can fast forward basically to when the second trailer's released. So we get a trailer. I just remember came out in Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. There was the trailer in uh, April. That was around like a dis- big Disney event, right? And then there was a trailer released in October. And the October trailer, and that was it. So we have three trailers. They aren't showing anything else. The TV spots are literally just retreads of these trailers, okay? So J.J. Abrams is famous for talking about the black box. His grandpa basically got him a black box as a kid. And essentially it was like, if you wait 365 days, wait a year. A year from now, if you don't open the black box, I'll get you whatever you want. Or you can open the black box. He's a kid, so... And he basically uh, ended up, I think he actually waited or he didn't, it doesn't matter. But he opens the box and it's like animal crackers, a pair of socks, it's trash, right? After like 100 days. And his grandpa's point is, what's, you know, what no one knows about something is more interesting than when you know everything, right? Build the suspense. And so he kind of credits him with a lot of uh, world building. With that in mind, he took that to into the Star Wars equation when he created the trailers, clearly, because we don't know anything that's going on. The right. only thing we get led to is the crawl, but that third trailer drops. I bought a ton of tickets. I mean, a ton of tickets. Like, I was buying those suckers up like it was crack. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, I, just, I think about, like, eight tickets. So, a bunch of us went opening night, and um, I wanted to know as little as possible going into this movie. I was extremely excited. Because it's a sequel to uh, The Return of the Jedi. That's kind of what we're being built. This is being built as, is a sequel to Return of the Jedi. Brendan, do you want to kind of tackle the crawl? I know that's... Yeah. Um, so I, I rewatched this movie and I the, we were talking about doing this and I was t- talking about Connor and then I was like, oh man, this means I have to rewatch the movie. No. <laughs> so there's that. But I, I don't go to the opening crawl. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't force him to do anything, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I do my research, you know, I don't, none of these are just me relying off my uh, original thoughts here, it's all recent. Okay, so the crawl goes, uh, Star Wars, or Episode uh, 7, The Force Awakens, okay? So Episode 7, sequel to Episode 6, right? That's logical. That implies, yeah, implies sequel. Mm-hmm. So Luke Skywalker has vanished, okay? In his absence, the sinister First Order has arisen from the ashes of the Empire, Okay, and will not rest until Skywalker, the last Jedi, has been destroyed. Okay, so that's fine, because I'm not exactly sure what the First Order is yet, okay? Here, here is where, here's where I don't, this is what I don't understand. With their support of the Republic, General Leia Organa leads a brave resistance. So, in that crawl, I'm thinking, okay, the Republic is going strong, and then I read, leaves a brave resistance. Okay, but... Wait, why do we need a resistance when we have a republic? This, this, this doesn't make any sense. The republic are supposed to be the people taking down we'll get, the first we'll get order. To that in a bit. We'll get we'll to that later. Okay. She is desperate to find... That's a really good point that I never noticed. Like that's, we're getting to government class right now, but I like it. I, actually, I, we were talking about this, so yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. yeah. She is desperate to find her brother Luke and gain his help in restoring peace and justice to the galaxy. I'm oh, sorry, didn't that already happen? Okay, so let's let's pause. We're not, let's we're, just pause there. We aren't <laughs> gonna go any deeper. Is that it? Uh, one more thing: Leia has sent her most daring pilot on a secret mission to Jakku, where an old ally has discovered a clue to loose whereabouts. Okay, that's it. All right, that's it. Done, Dunzo. All right, I'm gonna do something interesting here and mix it up just a little bit. All right. Um, so Brendan, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I'm looking up the original Star Wars crawl. <laughs> All right? Yep. So technically the episode four original crawl. So in there we have, in yours, we have basically a resistance, right? Mm-hmm. All right. But, but wait, it, it changed a few times, so are you going to find the original one? Oh, I found the original one. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, original. So we have rebel spaceships, a hidden base, all right? Galactic Empire, evil Galactic Empire, right? Rebel plans, spies, um, let me check here. Princess Leia races aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plants uh, that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. Now, what's interesting is on the Empire Strikes Back one, it's basically Vader is in a desperate pursuit for Luke and is relentless in his search. Yeah. So we've basically combined the crawls from those two movies and created this mm-hmm. crawl. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's kind of what's about. right. So let's talk now about just what our opinions are of the movie and go from there. Yeah. All right, initially out of the theater, I loved this movie. I thought it was fantastic. Um, it gave me every feeling that the original Star Wars gave me, quite frankly. And that is quite, if we're being honest, because after rewatching it, this movie is 100% a retread of the original. Yeah, it's All per- right. pretty much. So, Dakota, when you watched, so you were actually initially, once we walked out of the theater, you did not like the movie from the get-go. Why don't like? Why don't we take a few minutes? Why didn't you like the movie? So let's let's kind of explore the psyche of me for just a second, because I'm the same guy that walked out of Dark Knight Rises. I don't know if you remember. I do, and you hated it. Uh, we walked out. Of, we walked out of Dark Knight Rises, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't really like that." And you were like, "What the? Yeah. Is your problem?" And yeah. I look back, and I'm like, "What the bleep was my problem?" Because now I'm like, "Wow, that was one of the greatest." Like, I'm so happy I watched that in theaters. Like, uh, that one of my favorite movies so I think I'm an initially kind of you know I'm a little less to hand out like that was an awesome movie uh so let's just say that so and obviously Dark Knight Rises came out a year or two before this so I think you were kind of not expecting that of me but you weren't yeah. surprised and we're just kind of like you know whatever that's just like, you I'm being you yep I'm not gonna get worked up this time about him being, him being upset <laughs> but I really think my initial reaction is I went into the movie, like I said earlier, I mean, you could hear the shade in my voice earlier when I explained I was excited for the movie. I wasn't going to miss it for the world, but I, w- I was I was a little concerned that did we need another Star Wars? How is Disney going to do this? Were they going to um, really pay homage to the canon of Star Wars? Um, so that was something going in. I, I was a little bit bent. And so you were going to, they were going to have to, do a little something extra special to really uh, tickle my fancy, if you will. Um, I I think my initial reactions, it's funny, I have a list uh, that I sent a few friends from 2000, uh, it's it's marked December 20th, 2015, of everything I didn't like about it. I won't go into the entirety of it. Um, I'll try to pick out kind of the bigger bigger things with it. I think a lot of problems I had with this movie was, A, I thought it was a money grab, um, so we'll get to that in just a second, but all right. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Um, and I think the, the plot within itself and some of the character development or what I felt was, I don't know. I mean, for instance, there was a scene where Han Solo dies, which I think most of Star Wars fans knew that Harrison Ford, um, didn't like the character anymore and only agreed to do it if he were to die. I don't know if we're going to touch on that later. No. We had planned to. Um, spoiler. 
but he dies, and then uh, Carrie Fisher literally uh, runs up to Ray instead of Chewie, who's standing. So you don't run up to your best friend of like thirty or forty years, but you ran up to to Ray, who you who you met like last week, and it's like I'm so sorry. I am just I am sorry, and I was just kind of like, what? Like why do I like these characters? Like why do I why do I care about them at all? Why do I care about? Uh, Finn or Ray or really any of them. Like obviously, there's uh, Princess Leia still there, Han still there, Luke still somewhere out there. But they're kind of so old that it's almost a. I mean, I hate no disrespect, but it's a little depressing. Like they're just kind of like I remember Princess Leia. I was just like, oh wow, like she like her voice sounds, and that's and that's not her fault. And Carrie Fisher, her voice sounds so different that it's like, is that really her? Dad, so dad left the movie to comment on that, and he, dad's actually initial reaction was, he's like, I don't know why she's in so much of this movie. Yeah. And he basically was like, and and that's kind of his point was, it's not her fault, she's just older. Yeah. But her being, she's, she's a pretty central character here, and she's in a lot of it, he's like, I don't see the need for her to be here. I'm almost saying if they had done this in 2005, instead of the, uh, prequels like it would have because they would have just been a little younger it would have just like i mean they're so old you're like are they can they get up the stairs like are they, can they <laughs> oh my like, gosh the not stairs good gosh i mean yeah I throw out a freaking hip or something <laughs> oh that's so awesome I, to keep it kind of more concise and to the point i think that was my initial reaction. So when we walked out the theater, I was like, you know what? I realized, I realized with Dark Knight Rises, I was extremely critical. Um, give me, give me some time. And that's why I came up with the list a few days later, because I was like, you know what? I want to find precise reasons why I didn't like this movie. Although um, it's Star Wars and that's one of the greatest series of all time. Good. Uh, so let's just kind of get to the money grab issue. We were talking about a little bit. So me and Brendan, after watching it, Brendan made an incredible point. Like, of course, you do it. Um, why don't you just kind of tell everyone what you told me your reaction was, especially after re- re-watching us? I mean, my reaction was just like, I don't, I don't understand. Like what? I don't understand what the purpose of this movie is. Like it's it's this it's kind of the exact same thing as the A New Hope, and you said it best. Disney is not trying to reboot, or not trying to do a sequel to a Return of the Jedi. They're trying to reboot Star Wars. Yeah, it's a re. This is a reboot. This is not a sequel. Yeah, those are two very different things. This is very much a reboot. This feels more in tune with Amazing Spider-Man One. Yeah, know, where it, it it's does. like it totally yeah, does. there's a lot of familiar elements here. Um, yes. Definitely. So yeah, I, I definitely understand a lot of people. It, it's all. It's also. It seems a lot like. Like Thor Ragnarok, even is what I compare it to, is that like it's almost like a reboot of the characters. Yeah. But also, it's yeah. very different in the fact that this is just it's it's different in the fact that at least Thor Ragnarok was different in its, its like plot. Right, yeah. <laughs> you no. know, like we'll That's get. I'm sure we'll get into that. But so let's take a look. I want to just not scene by scene, but I do want to just ask you guys. We there are a few scenes that I personally really really liked, and just kind of want to jump a little bit more into. So one of the scenes I thought was great is actually the opening sequence, all right? Opening sequence, we get, once again, we get the villain who comes off with a mask and a red lightsaber, <laughs> um, but I think it's awesome when he stops the blaster, right? 
So we get a blaster fired and we stop it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So just kind of off the bat, it's really cool. My my issue, though, is, and I stand with Brendan, you know, it's hard to kind of break this movie down. I kind of like big picture. Let's kind of go into that Republic idea because I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Brendan's argument is, and he's right, that, and, and we've talked about this before, the sequel to Return of the Jedi should have the New Republic as a yeah. as an important piece in this movie, or in any movie, right? Yeah. Why in the world is there still a resistance? Like, what are we resisting yeah. now? Wait, my question is, where is the Republic? And Dakota, is there any conversation about where the First Order came? Like, we, and especially after watching, I was under the impression we get way more answers in Return of the Jedi. You mean Last uh, Jedi? I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, basically. But at the same time, why... We have no idea where the First Order even came from. Are they a remnant of the Empire? But, like, there seem to be mass the forces. The Crawl says I they are. I don't understand. Like, there's so many of them. It's not like a remnant. A remnant's like... It's almost like they never... Li- it's almost like they just picked up a new leader and just kept all their forces and... Exactly. You're confused because of the stormtroopers being clones, like... Who, like, is is that, like, Finn can't be a clone because obviously he's he, he wasn't Jango Fett. So right. you're like, that's like, especially a layer, because you could be like, okay, like, maybe they still had the stormtroopers that that was, they, like, turned that, once they took that over, that they turned that to the, Repu- the army of the Republic. Yes. And then they had a corrupt leader or something, and kind of the same thing happened, which is like, wow, highly, you guys really need to, like, read some freaking philosophy books or something. <laughs> your government just keeps kaboom, kaboom. But it, it was it was confusing for me there as well because I was just kind of like, like, who? We have no idea. And like, uh, is that the point that we have no idea? But I think that George Lucas in Return of the Jedi put such a button on the ending of that, uh, of the original three, the trilogy, so there wasn't really any room for a reboot, and I think that's what, like, could they have, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I agree with that. You're 100% right. There's no need to reboot this. Yeah. yeah. Your sequel, and we've talked about this. Actually, I'm going to jump into my sequel And, and also, idea. no one right? wants to see a reboot. Yes. No, the people that have been waiting 32 years to see this movie don't want to see a reboot, man. They, they didn't come here for a reboot. Because guess what? Honestly, Disney's whole thing is pitching this to a new generation. Dude, the new generation grew up on the freaking prequels, okay? The only other thing we had to watch was the original trilogy, and we would have much preferred a sequel to that instead of a reboot. I'm going to stand up here for just for a (laughs) second, all right? Is um, my cousin Ella, right? She's eight, nine years old now. She loves this movie, right? Because when she's a kid, she loves Rey. So that generation now loves Star Wars. The young kids. Little kids that are buying toys. I 100% agree. I understand that. I like Force Awakens, you know, because I I get it. My issue is there's no... Like, they basically ignore the past, right? It's kill the past. That -hmm. mentality. So I'm going to walk you through just really quickly my sequel idea. All right? Me and Brendan came up with this together. Yeah. So we keep all the same characters, right? But we have a new Republic, and basically the idea is that Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, we know that from the beginning, has left uh, Luke's Jedi Order, and Luke has followed and chased after him. And that's all we know, okay? The Republic is doing well, though. It's been 20-plus years, right? Everybody's fine. So we start with the Republic. Leia's running the Republic, basically. Han is bored out of his mind because he has nothing to do, ever, right? And he sees this as an opportunity. 
And he's like, I wasn't really close with our son. I didn't do a good job being a father. That's fine. Yeah. And Leia's like, yes, and I don't think he's going to react well to you finding him. So go find Luke, right? Go try to see if you can get to Luke because we love him. We care about him. Let's take care of him. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, we can have Leia hire a bounty, a former bounty hunter who's just a tracker to track down Kylo Ren, right? Shenanigans can ensue, but then you have Finn basically takes R2-D2 and C-3PO. They go and find, at Maz's Cantina even, yeah. Ray and BB-8. So they all join forces, right? You basically send... And BB-8's raised droid. He's not yeah. holding a map to Luke exactly. Skywalker or any of that crap. Yeah. <laughs> and then what you do is you send Han Solo to Luke's Jedi Temple to talk to them to try to figure out what's going on, right? And then they are all these Padawans, basically like older kids are running the show. They're like in their 20s, right? They're like Kylo Ren's age and they're running the show, training the young kids, you know? And then they say, give them a tracker, basically like, hey, if you find Luke or Kylo, like, let us know. We're just trying to find them. That's it. Like, we don't know where they are, basically. So then you can have a different shenanigans. I'm just kind of going big picture here. Um, I've got more fleshed out, but I don't want to waste everybody's time. The pull point then is everybody converges at one spot, like an old Sith temple, well, you know, at a random planet. Who cares what it's called? And then you get this sh- uh, showdown where Luke basically and Han have a moment together where it's it's not your fault. Like, it's his fault, not mine, not yours. You know, Han's like, it's okay. And then Kylo Ren shows up out of nowhere with tons of ships. We have no idea where these have come from, but they aren't Imperial ships. They look like old Republic ships, right? So he's, he's one step ahead, and he basically has found this massive, like, we have no idea where this is coming from. So he's leading this army. So to though basically the Republic gets triggered, the Republic comes in, we get a big star battle, and at the same time, we trigger the Jedi um, Padawans, right? They get triggered, so then they show up, and all of a sudden, they all start fighting, and then the Jedi Padawans turn, and they basically are on Kylo Ren's side, and they're trying to kill Luke as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still kill off Han Solo, then Rey can still like fight back and have some sort of force capabilities, but at the end of the day, the Republic comes in and mm-hmm. saves them, right? Yeah. And then all of them leave, and then Luke goes back to the kids and saves all the like little children, mm-hmm. right? And then picks uh, Ray up and is basically like, "Hey, like we're gonna try to rebuild this right now, yeah. Because if not, we have this massive army and like five, six Jedi mm-hmm. or former Jedi, right? Turn Sith yeah. that are gonna go against us. Yeah. There you go. Can I, can I also just say like I you basically did one thing. You flip the main character from Ray to Kylo Ren. Yeah. You literally just change the focus of the entire movie, yeah. and it's it's already an improvement because it doesn't ignore the past. The person's still a Skywalker. That it, the point is the Skywalker saga. It's not the Ray saga. That's all you did is literally just focus on the Skywalker. Well, I think Luke should be more important than what he is, and Kylo Ren needs to be more important than what yeah, he is. Right? Definitely. It's this freaking yeah. Skywalker saga for. So right. So Dakota, there you go. That already kind of solves my big, my big issue with with what happened was because. Ray, I'm like, who is her? Who is her? Who is she, and why should I care about her? Like, you know, when you have something like Star Wars, such a big name, like, you know, they're, they're, you better build like a Skywalker or a Vader or an impressive yeah. last name back there. <laughs> yeah. Like, is the message like anyone can, can the forces in anyone? Like, is this a? Uh, I know that Jedi is a natural religion. Is this a? Is this a, a thing to get more followers there? I don't know, but like, it was. It, to me, it just it, that that's so much better because I don't know. I would have I would have enjoyed that more being on kind of. I, and I know Ben Solo is touched in other uh, the other films, obviously, but you know, ah, 
Oh, I just think it makes more sense from our perspective in a, we need to get an, like, I want this to be episode seven. Mm -hmm. So what am I interested in post Return of the Jedi? Well, I'm interested in like, what's going on, right? So where are we now? It's been, so fast forward us, right? The New Republic is on their feet. They're actually up and moving. Leia's running it. You know, that's perfectly fine. Where she's basically, hey, like, I'm trying to run this empire. We don't need somebody to come in and do politics like Palpatine. That's boring. We don't need someone to come in and do a Death Star. And we literally get a Death Star in this. <laughs> so we talked for about 25 minutes here. I kind of want to focus more on the actual movie itself. Yeah. Um, let's just jump in. Uh, so Dakota, what's, I guess one, like let's kind of start from the beginning. Um, and I don't, we don't need to trash every aspect or anything like that. But uh, what did you actually like about this movie? So what aspects were you like, hey, that's interesting. I like it. talking about it and we mm-hmm. agreed that Harrison Ford is by far I think the best part of this movie <laughs> yeah I think he is he does a lot of really like he's got a lot of great lines um, you know my favorite line in the whole movie is we'll use the force that's not how it works <laughs> <laughs> and like the facial expression there was so good yeah that's like oh my gosh that's literally like it's Han it's Han like it's it's Han so I think you're right he's definitely the best part of the movie um I, yeah that so uh r2 i think r2 is better like you're right but i also think that's more r2 if that yeah if that makes sense yeah like r2 fills the same role as bb8 fills the same role as r2d2 yeah think about r2d2 like if you're a little kid and you watch original star wars you haven't seen anything like this r2d2 is like in like really funny he makes fun of c3po he's really cute he does like weird stuff i I think dakota's point still stands though i think it's i think it's it's not i think bb8's purpose and again they added the whole him carrying map to Luke Skywalker just to kind of give him a purpose in this movie. Yeah. Other than that, his role is to sell remote control toys of BB-8. Which I would potentially shamelessly buy. (laughs) (laughs) And guess what? That was the hottest toy on Black Friday 2015, so... 
Pat, Before right? people had even seen the movie, they were buying the toy. This even, well, his, the engineering of the of his body is like incongruent with today's like ability. Like they're able to make stuff like that. Yeah, it's like kind of no. They literally so did. Like is they made remote control? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll ask you the like, visuals. Yeah. One hundred and thirty dollars on R two D two like slide thing because I mean he's just one big moving part, but a little rolly ball with a magnetic thing on top of it to keep his head up. I mean that might be one hundred and thirty bucks worthy. I don't know. <laughs> Especially when it moves exactly like BB-8, like the actual toy does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It's cool. Yeah. Like, if I was a little kid and I had one of those, that'd be awesome. I'd be rolling that thing around everywhere. <laughs> um, all right, so let's, I guess, approach... Uh, I want to kind of break this down to three segments. Um, Jakku, uh, Maz's Cantina. I don't even know the planet's name. That's, that's how <laughs> important they made that in the movie. Uh, Maz's Cantina, and then the... Um, Starkiller base. Mm-hmm. Okay? So let's start on Jakku. Uh, Tatooine, Jakku, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Are you irritated in any way that they basically just ripped off Tatooine straight up? Uh, no. Okay. I, I don't... I don't... I could, I could see it both ways. I could see how you could argue. But then I'm like, you know, some other random word, planets I had never heard of. So it's kind of like I can appreciate the fami- familiarity... I guess. Yep. That's that's my angle, though. I you know. I, I I'm gonna disagree with you. My, my I have an instant problem with it because it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Out the gate. Literally, pick any other planet environment than a desert, and you, they will never. People will get off your back about it being just like New Hope. Okay. Like I don't understand. I how could you not have seen this? And here's the thing: is I think I knew the whole time. Oh, they know. It's a reboot. It's a reboot of Star Wars. So they don't care. <laughs> they don't care, and they're going to do it anyway, even though it's a complete ripoff. And it's my... Just literally pick any other type of planet than a desert planet to start off on because it just doesn't make... It just... It just it's the same thing, man. Same thing. Just avoid it, and you're funny. good. This is pretty funny. Um, Yeah. Well, that, that's probably the problem they had, though, is because they knew that they were going to have people like me who were going to be like, well, I don't want the planet of uh, whatever, that just random planet that I never heard of. And then the people that are like, oh, this is the same thing over and over. Because, I mean, I have, a, I have a co-worker at work that trashes Star Wars all the time, and we'll get in debates, and he's like, it's literally the same movie as the same. There's this big planet, they try to destroy it, and then they destroy it. And I'm like, you know what, like... He kind of has an argument there, maybe. So I'm like, I think that was, uh, you know, probably a big dilemma that they faced was like paying homage to the canon and then, you know, needing to venture out and make something new. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, the canon's just talking about the Skywalker family. So you can still do a movie and talk about the Skywalker family because it's the Skywalker saga and not have to do tattooing again. I don't think it's a hot take here to say, because you're both right. I run into the issue of... When I'm watching, and not any movie, but when I'm watching Star Wars in particular, I run into the problem constantly of the fan base is over, like overtly insane, right? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's, I like the cult and cult I mean, right? It's it's to the point where people will to this day argue that the prequel trilogy is far superior to the sequel trilogy. 
I literally did a speech on that in speech class. Yeah, good for you, by the way. <laughs> My issue is, I watched the prequel trilogy. Those movies do suck. Those movies are not great. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> when you have movies like that that just aren't... I, I don't know. Like, those movies aren't good, but then I understand that at the same time, you're ba- it's a weird balance act. So, J.J. Abrams and Disney also were having to come off the prequels, which, quite frankly, were crap. So, how to make a good movie after the prequels, it turns out, is just make the old movie. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Like, <laughs> critics' reception on this was a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's insane. Yeah. N- you know, like, Knives Did Out, I think, had a 95. critics ever watch A New Hope? Yeah, for real. Um, anyway. So, to take a look, I guess, at the next phase here. So, Jakku, we get Ray is flying a ship. And this is actually where a lot of people's issues come into play. So, I understand what they're... I, we understand what they're trying to do here. All right, we have a female-led character. We have a uh, African-American number two in this movie. And then the next movie, we get, you know, we get a Hispanic guy. We have a Asian girl in the next movie. I get it. We get it. This ep- this today has nothing to do with anybody's race or anything like that. The reality is none of these characters are remotely fleshed out at, like, at all. There isn't even a... like We can't even pretend that this movie has fleshed out characters. Okay, So jumping in now to Ray's character on Jakku, we see her as a scavenger... Right, going to get the like basically she's every day scrapping getting scrap metal and then getting quarter portions. Right, so we instantly recognize that she's a nice person because she's friendly to BB-8. Fine, not a big deal. Not gonna be upset yeah. with that, right? At the same time, we have Finn who basically breaks Poe out. Uh, where Poe and uh, Poe Poe po and uh, Kylo have a nice little nice couple name there. Yeah, Poe came yeah. up with that. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have we have a lot of kind of moving parts with that, but. Let's I kind of I kind of want to jump a little bit more in depth here. All right. So, Jakku, Brendan, just kind of walk through I guess some of the qualms you have that we have on Jakku, but also some of the highlights cuz I thought the the little quarter portion guy, I thought that was actually hilarious. Like this guy literally owns like Walmart. Simon Pegg, which yeah. is pretty funny. <laughs> Simon Pegg literally owns this Walmart here and is the only person able to give out food. Yeah. Like my man is He's running, running a, a monopoly. Yeah, good for you, my man. Yeah. America wouldn't allow that, but Jakku certainly does. Definitely. What um, kind of government is Jakku, by the way? Uh, who knows? <laughs> like, Nothing. <laughs> yeah, just complete like, trash land? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I have a couple things that I wrote down watching it. Um, I just thought the dialogue on Jakku was spotty at best. Okay. Um, I didn't really like any of the interaction between Finn and Rey on Jakku at all after they crash land. Um. I thought a lot of it was because Finn just thought Ray was cute and wanted to like get with her basically the entire time. <laughs> um, so that and like not wrong. This stuff about like stop holding my hand is just a bunch of crap. I don't understand that. Um, I also don't believe that this was Finn's first offense of wanting to like not kill people because one a person just doesn't randomly think like oh yeah I probably shouldn't shoot people innocent people. Probably not a good thing to do. Like, nobody just thinks that randomly. <laughs> so that's another thing I have. That's just a little qualm I have. So, um, And then, last thing, I don't understand why Ray is good at everything, literally. So let's start. Let's, before we go into that. Or why she understands everything and knows about everything. So we saw the Millennium Falcon, and we were very excited. Everybody's excited in the theater. Dakota, we were watched together. 
everyone was so pumped when that goes off, right? We all see the Millennium Falcon. It's like, yeah, like remember that awesome thing that we loved? Yeah, it's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dakota, I want you. I want to ask you about like so Ray's dodging of the Imperial Ray dodging all the Imperial uh, or Tie Fighters. Basically, that's all. Sorry, I literally said Imperial. That's how dumb <laughs> this is, right? Yeah. Uh, so Ray dodging all the Tie Fighters. Was that be- like, is that believable looking back, or are you are you like yeah I could see that happening, or is it just like uh, like. Seems like they're just kind of forcing something here. It, it, the latter to me, and it's funny that you you asked me that specific question because that's one of the notes I have from 2015. <laughs> it, I, and I don't know if we're if, if this is the time for this to just jump on in this. I, I know we've got some you know more pointed stuff, um, but that was that was another huge issue I had was that scene in particular, the scene when she's wielding a lightsaber with Kylo Ren. We'll get I, yeah, we'll get to that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She finds about the she learns about the force twenty minutes ago. So I think obviously, and I, I got to an argument with the guy once. He's like, "Well, she, she's got the force in her," and I'm like, "I get it. You, you got the force in you." But I mean, I mean, they didn't want to take on Anakin back in the day because he was like nine and he like was too late to start his training. Luke did his training super late, one on one with Yoda, you know. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, to me, it's just like it's a little too too wrapped in a bow, a little too convenient. And we've also, sorry, real quick, we've also established, Yoda's established that the Force is in everybody. So it's not a special thing that you have the Force. Yes, but some people actually have, act, like, can But that you can activate, like, the Force, like, to use it, basically, and be able to control it. And so, wield it, yes. Yeah. But the Force is basically... All living beings. All, yeah, it's, it's life. The Force is life. So yeah. we've established that. With that in mind, Dakota, I want to ask you, because uh, we're, we're getting on to that, I guess I'm not going to... I don't want to jump into the Force stuff just yet. Okay. But I, I think it's kind of interesting that Ray's first time ever piloting, right? We get her doing some incredible maneuvers, which visually, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Visually, this film is... Knocks yeah, it out of the park. Yeah, love it. Some awesome shots that we'll get to in later. And I love the scene where she, like, does the thing with Finn, right? And I'm not trying to get into all the mechanics. Because some people are like, well, if you look at Luke, you're right. You, know, you are right. So I'm not disagreeing with you at all that Luke kind of got lucky and for some reason is flying an X-Wing. Sure. But we kind of get some background that Luke has some experience. So I'm able yeah, to forgive Luke. Yeah, right. Like, I, I'm able to forgive, like... I don't even know what that is and now, and, but but it's instantly more believable that he's piloting an X-Wing. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's just kind of like, hey, I... Maybe, like, it doesn't make sense, but fine. Like, I can go with it. My issue with her is... She's outmaneuvering Imperial yeah, like right away. fighter pilots. Right away. They're military regimented and they train like day in and day out for this. I mean, she should be cannon fodder like, <laughs> <laughs> to speak in the world of Star Wars. But yeah, that's convenient. Convenient, to say the least. Real yes. convenient. So uh, I guess I want to move on just from that and... That's kind of goes to a larger issue a lot of people have is Ray is just way too good at stuff. For example, I heard people argue that like, well, Luke did all this, and I think is yes, but in the second movie, Luke gets his arm chopped off by Vader. <laughs> yeah, like he yeah. gets he gets annihilated literally as soon as he touches Vader with the lightsaber, and Vader gets pissed. Vader cuts his arm off. Like he's like, I'm done playing. Yeah, he's like trying to recruit him as he's fighting him. Yes, and then like last attempt. 
Yeah, either, either way. But, like, there's a certain level where it's just like, yeah, Luke actually gets hit in the mouth pretty freaking hard. There is none of that. Ray's Every, untouchable. Yeah, Ray's character arc is straight She's up so just like, sheltered I'm a scavenger out. from Jakku, shoots all the way up to, I'm working with Han Solo to, I'm a Jedi now, and we're just skyrocketing, skyrocketing, like, sign up on her stock immediately. There's no coming down here. And in the second movie, it doesn't get any better for her. She, no. she literally has no training anymore, and she's able to beat everyone she comes up against. So I think that is a big issue people run into when they watch these movies. So we'll kind of touch a little more on that later. But uh, we get Kylo Ren as basically turns into kind of like a, we heard on a video earlier, a goth kid that can't find his eyeliner. Uh, I really love that. <laughs> but I want to talk about Snoke for a minute and knowing what we know about Last Jedi. So I don't even want to pretend like I'm, I'm acting like The Last Jedi does exist. We know about it. Snoke feels like a 100% wasted opportunity and basically is Palpatine light. Diet Palpatine. Diet Palpatine. <laughs> I like that. That's even better. Uh, Dakota, you know, we knew Snoke felt like a Palpatine character. We Everybody's like, maybe he's a Darth Plagueis character. And then The Last Jedi basically just is like, that's here's... What I, that's what I predicted. That's a good that's prediction, man. And then it's like, yeah. here's your rug. Whoop! You know, I guess like, that's true Because, I mean, people would have been like, duh, we knew that. Like, I, I don't know. That's... It's it's all it's a little this trilogy is all over the place. Um, but I want to just I guess now we have I liked the sequence with Han and Chewie coming back on board. Um, Han really does well in this movie. Like Harrison Ford really actually does well. He doesn't mail this in at all. Mm-hmm. He like, could have easily mailed this. He in. got paid like twenty million dollars and he doesn't mail this in. Like he actually is very 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 good. So yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Dakota, I want to ask you on this. Uh, what are your thoughts on Maz's Cantina? Because to me, it just felt like I mean, just homage. But you know, there's such a blatant like. There's only so much homage you can give to an old movie before it's like, no, we're just stealing now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that. I, and I, so to, it's kind of the point that Brennan made earlier, which is kind of starting. I don't know. I'm thinking on that a little bit more, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> you got me stumped on that one because part of me is just like yes I'm glad it was there I'm glad that we that they like it was in the film and then I can kind of see how it I don't know. I here's here's how I look at it. Each scene to me is a good scene, and I'm I'm not even exaggerating. Like I think every scene in this movie is an enjoyable scene, right? Except for one, which I'll talk about in a bit. Uh, but when you look at all of them together, it's like actually, this movie is almost shot for shot remake. Like all I need is Ray looking out at binary suns to be like, "Yep, okay, we're here." Uh, yeah, I mean John Williams, he. Uh... Yeah. He's there. He's in this one. 100%, dude. 100%. So, um, I, I guess, what do we want to touch on next? Uh, the cantina. So, we actually get a lot of stuff in the cantina. Mm-hmm. Let's actually talk about the Ray's vision. Mm-hmm. One, my biggest question, and it's not her fault, but where did that lightsaber come from? Because last time we saw it, uh, it was in Luke's chopped off hand as it was falling out down towards the bottom of Bespin. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense, honestly. The, like the one, the explanation that I saw in like Wikipedia is that a scavenger found it, and then Maz sold, got sold to Maz, which doesn't make any sense because that sounds like you're just making up something. C- convenient. 
<laughs> well, what my mom says, she says, quote, I kept it locked in the basement for years. And, I, you know, so, yeah, A, where did we get it from? But B, like, I don't know, the door, all the, all the, the three doors leading to that room were unlocked and the box was conveniently left open. And I get it, like, people are going to say, like, oh, that's because she had the force. But I'm just kind of like, I don't know, this is all so convenient. That seems to be the word of the day. Oh, that is a good word. I, I think that's a good, that's a good um, theme of this movie. Yep. Convenience. Everything's on a silver platter. <laughs> Everything is, here. yeah, like it's on silver platter for the audience, for everyone. Um, so with the cantina, though, we actually get one of the, my favorite scenes, which is actually the uh, Imperial, like Empire, or I keep saying, like this is Wait, so. Wait, can we talk about Ray's vision for a second? Oh, Ray's vision. Ray's vision. Ray's vision. The Knights this, of Ren. This was the perfect chance to go not just through, like, because cool, it's a vision of what Ray is going to experience. But at the same time, I also would have liked to see a vision of where the lightsaber has been before. Like, almost like a history of the lightsaber. I think that would have been awesome. Yeah. Because imagine how, like, it, it's been through Anakin with Anakin. It's been with Luke. That would have been sick, Because like, we could have had prequel scenes in there. Like, could have had, like, bits of audio from the prequels. Like, the Anakin, like, you are the chosen one. Like, have something in there. Like, it would have been so cool. And I think if I had the chance to redo that vision, I would have included stuff about the future. But I also would have included stuff from the past, just like the entire history of the lightsaber, and now that Ray has the lightsaber, what is going to happen to Ray? I like, like that. Like a war, like, uh, here's the history, but also a warning if you use this lightsaber kind of thing. Like, it has a lore to it. Because it does. Yeah, there's an myth- actual mythology. Right, like a mythology yeah. of the lightsaber, so... Would have been cool to see that. I was disappointed it didn't have that, but at the same time, it's a cool scene. So... Uh, let's... Yeah, I like... That's... Everything's going on that. Yeah. So then we get, um, they basically are going to show up to Maz's Cantina and kind of wreck crap up here. Um, Dakota, what, what are your thoughts? Cause I actually love the scene where the empire, or I keep saying, I'm just, who cares? They're the empire. They literally are stormtroopers, have tie fighters. They're the empire. Yeah. The empire shows up and we get the <laughs> shot with that. Yeah. I'm so angry about this right now. <laughs> we get the shot of the X-wings coming across the water, which is sick. Visually. It's awesome where they yeah. like expand their wings. And they across it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they start firing on the stormtroopers. It's actually really cool. I think the, a lot of the details that they put into like the ships flying, the actual stormtroopers, I thought that was really cool and really impressed with how they actually like continued on that and expanded on it. So that was just my general. Just my, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. You're waiting for a question. No, I mean, my question for you, I guess, is, I mean, we get Chewie, Han using Chewie's blaster, which one, my man, you've never, ever tried that blaster out. <laughs> like, I'm calling BS right now, but uh, we actually get good scenes. I like, I, I like the idea, though, and I want to throw this out to you guys. I like the idea of stormtroopers being prepared to face Jedis. Yeah. I thought that's, that's a cool point. idea, and why are, why, so why is everybody obsessed with Luke when Luke literally has, there's nothing left? You know, like, uh, I like that battle between Finn and, like, the one guy, and I don't know. It's, I think it's kind of I think that's actually the best lightsaber fight of the whole movie, but we'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe it's just me. But then Ray gets... Are you talking about the fight between Finn and Kylo? No, the fight between Finn and the Stormtrooper. The Stormtrooper, yeah. (laughs) If I miss that, like, hold on, because we need to... Back it up, yeah. Well, then Ray basically gets run out. She has the lightsaber. Yeah, she has the lightsaber, and then she ends up... Kylo basically pushes, I don't know, Kylo pushes her out and is ba- like basically knocks her out with the force very easily. And then Ray ends up going back up to Starkiller Base. So kind of let's, uh, we'll go from there. Um, Kylo, he's, he's like a bully though. Like, 
Like, he's like the kid that's just kind of like a little... Because he's... I mean, I know that we're probably going to touch... He sucks at all this stuff, too, if we're just... All hail Supreme Leader. (laughs) Yeah, and he's just like... He learned about it like 20 minutes before they learned about it 20 minutes ago. And, like, he's just kind of a bully. Like, he, like, barely is doing, like... He's the kid in middle school that's bigger than everyone because he, like, grew quicker. So now my, he's like my dad and my, yeah. my mom is a Skywalker. He's yeah, like exactly. five eight now and is able to beat the crap out of you. And then by tenth grade, you're like, dude, I'm six four. Like get out of here. Not me, of course, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm actually in total agreement with you there. Um, what do we want to look at? Your favorite scene, Connor. Oh god, you want to look at that? I was literally about to drop GD on this podcast. I've never done that before. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Kylo and Ray's interrogation scene. Um, Dakota, you hate this. You hate the fact that they can literally like use the force and somehow penetrate people's minds. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about it. I think that's the single worst scene in this entire movie. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like you don't even need my opinion because you know, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just beating the drum, the same drum that I really beat the whole time. It, it's just, we're, we're like trying to keep something old, but also make it new but like reintroduce stuff that we've already had a good foundation for that didn't wasn't really a thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll let you can, you know. No, all right, so I'll, I'll go on. Here's a counter rant for you. Um, and then, I'm sorry, one second. I'm actually pulling one thing up here. Cool. Thanks, bud. Uh, so with that, with that in particular, all right, so I'm going to tackle this head on. Why in the world Ray has heard about the Force legitimately in the movie 25 minutes ago? (laughs) Seriously, it has been 25 movie minutes since she has heard about the Force. We will give her a day at most. A single day. And you're telling me she can straight up turn an interrogation back on Kylo Ren? A trained Force user? (laughs) Like, and she does it on the guard, too, dude. It, it, it Wasn't there a huge, in Return of the Jedi, when Luke goes to Jawa's palace, there's, he's a master now. That's the big thing. He has all this swagger, this confidence. He will take me to your master now. And yes. you're like, years and years, and this whole big thing, and here's this girl. That was that was one of my biggest problems with the thing, is it was just too, too much for me to really get behind and believe and then care about. Hundred percent. I mean, I'm on board. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get how she can just straight up be like, "You're going to let me go," and then the guard's like, "No, I won't." And then she's like, "Focus, focus, focus, baby Yoda, focus. You are going to let me go." Okay. How? How did she learn that in five seconds? Yeah. And look, no, she has the force. The force. She the- has, yeah, she has a lot of it. That's not how this works, man. Like force works. (laughs) This entire the plot of this entire movie. Honestly, though, like canon has set up how all this stuff works and how the like we have an established version of how everything works. I mean, Luke took like a long time building with Yoda, a long time of literally like moving rocks, and it's kind of a joke. But think of how much training he went through just to move rocks, much less manipulate somebody else's mind, much less um, manipulate. Like another force user's interrogation back on them. Yeah, Luke does it to like the the, the palace guards. I don't even know the name of those creatures, but they're yeah. essentially like mixed between a pig and like a walking bull type animal. Yeah, they're just like stupid. And 
then he tries to do it to Jabba, can't do it. And she does it to Kylo, who's been training his whole life. Jabba's like literally just a giant slug. Yeah, well, that, that's it. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's, that's my beef. Is Alright, like, I get you want this girl to be, quote-unquote, really powerful, but... Come on. Give me something better okay, than that. Okay, you know what's interesting? So, in our episodes about the prequels, we talked about Anakin. And we said, okay... We've said so much about Anakin's most powerful Jedi, but we never get to see it. This movie is the yes. opposite. We get to see so much of it, but we never understand why she's super powerful. Yes. It's, <laughs> like, if you show me, and like the, the problem is you have to walk people, like get people little increments, you know? Mm-hmm. Like if we had to redo the prequels, we would have Anakin basically use the force early on as like in the pod race, mm-hmm. right? It's something like he's unwieldy with it, but we wouldn't have him ever going like, hey, he's going to trick a guard all of a sudden. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> like, I, I don't, I just don't understand that. And it's, it's really trying to, it's, it's establishing, establishing her legitimacy so much to the point where it's like overkill and just hard for people who actually like the original Star Wars right, totally with you. I think the main character should not be, like, this good in the first movie. Luke wasn't good. He didn't even hold a lightsaber. He literally gets shot. He blocked it three times. He literally was watching the the droid thing, the the training droid, and gets hit with a blast, even though he's looking at it. And it has, like, three chances, three different places where the bullets can shoot from. So, I love Game of Thrones. (laughs) I love Game of Thrones season one through six, but uh, that's a different story. (laughs) Game of Thrones season one, the whole point of the first season, right, is it builds up, and this is a huge spoiler alert, so if you don't want to listen, literally skip by 15 seconds, but the nicest person in the world, and a man who's always about honor, always about truth, always about justice, gets murdered for being so honorable in the ninth episode. The main character is killed like that. I just like a little more realistic story where it's like, actually, yeah, that makes sense. Like, Ned did not play the game right. Mm-hmm. You have to actually lie, be like, you have to have deception. The reality is with Star Wars, you don't need lies. Lies, deception. There you go. There's my Rogue One reference. Yeah, go. Got it. You don't need that. But it's nice to see someone struggle and to see someone have to actually build on their abilities. Yeah. And she just comes out the gate and is like, yeah, boom. Like... <laughs> I'm able to fight off some stormtroopers. I'm able to go and, like, manipulate all the guards. I'm able to make him put his weapon down. I'm able to climb everything. I'm able to fly the Millennium Falcon. How? How? Mm. Like, Luke straight up couldn't fly. Like, I don't... Doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's move on, Dakota. I want to ask you about Starkiller Base. Uh, you mean the Death Star? Well, I don't know. Which one? Death, Death Star, Star 1, Death, Death Star, Star 2? This is Death Star uh, 2, technically, because there was, a, there was Death Star 1, then 1 and a half, then 2. I'm afraid it's... Fully operational. <laughs> Good line, by the way. Very much, very much operational. Uh, yeah, man. I I don't have a particular like hot take here or anything. I just kind of want to talk a little bit more about Starkiller Base. But actually, pause. I don't want to talk just about Starkiller Base. I apologize. Let's actually brush forward just a little bit, okay? So I want to tackle Carrie Fisher and uh, Harrison Ford. Uh, let's go back. Mm-hmm. Their interaction. Uh, anyone else's thoughts? Dropping the mic, yeah. Jerry Springer, but not really, not really more either. Either it's just kind of like a <laughs> look what you did, look what you did. They were both like. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Ready? Here it is. It's the moment when your kid graduates high school and is now eighteen, and you realize you really have no connection to this person anymore. <laughs> But, but you like, run into like, them at Walmart. It's like divorce. <laughs> it's like divorce parents going to their kids' gra- like graduation. Yes. But their, but their like, kid like never graduated. <laughs> I feel like there's such a story there. Like what what happened 
breaking down of their marriage. Like, what, or their whatever they were. Like, <laughs> Relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they do that there. But, yeah, it's, it's I don't know, their, their interactions are just kind of cringy, to be honest, which I guess is good acting. <laughs> <laughs> or bad writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. Um, no, all right, so cool. I, I'm actually happy we kind of dove into that. Yeah. Uh, I want to approach now, I guess, towards the end. Um, Han Solo's death is actually a pretty good scene. I'm not going to crap on yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I can get behind that. Han Solo's yeah, really death good. is actually like, I wow. I it was predictable. Yes. I you knew that he was going to be like, Kyle, come back. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what, Dad? I apologize, man. I like. Aunt, by the way, Dakota, you'll like this. On the Revenge of the Sith, and sorry, we could have gotten you on that. I compared Anakin straight up goes to Obi-Wan, right? And is like, I'm really sorry. I think I've underappreciated you. It's kind of like a teenage daughter, right? Like, hey, mom, I'm yeah. so sorry. You've done so much for me. It's like, awesome. Thanks. Next time we see each other, war will be over. We can hang out, go grab a yeah. beer. And then uh, straight up, like 20 minutes into the movie, like left later on in the movie, he he's a Sith Lord now. Hilarious. So, um, <laughs> very funny. With this, though, we get uh, Starkiller Base. We get more Finn. We get Captain Phasma, who is now in it for another 45 seconds. So enjoy your screen time, Brienne of Tarth. Uh, I don't like how they... Man, I don't like at all um, how they kind of go about this. It just feels so much emblematic of the Death Star. It's Luke crawling over. It's Obi-Wan crawling around, shutting down the tractor beam. Like, going back in the trenches. It just it feels so obvious. And it's so much like it, it's it's a lot like like Jakku and Tatooine. Is it? It feels so obvious that it's it. There's a point where, and I think you're right. It's a point where the homage to the original movies can just turn into stealing things. Yeah, you can have one. I think image like one homage, right? You can have like mm-hmm. a cantina scene, and everyone's like, you oh, know, what's really scene. good is where they capture Phasma, and Han says, "You have a garbage shoot anywhere." Yeah, that was perfect, and we laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you don't you you, you kind of break the fourth wall a little bit, but not really. And kind of like there's in, you know, we don't need to get all crazy in this, but I would really like, side note, like to see some James Bond. And I, I know that the trailer came out. I think that, I don't know if you guys have already done some on that. We haven't yet. Yeah. James Bond would be great. Um, but it's like in, oh God, George Lazenby, when he took over the James Bond roles from uh, uh, Sean Connery, he says, he goes to pick up a girl in the very first scene and she just drives away and he said this never happened to the other fella because you have to you with these types of things you have to acknowledge the elephant in the room but you don't necessarily steal yes and that's and I perfect think, i think that that's a good point with with you know with the death star is is that you know it is a little different it's like half of a like straight in the middle of the planet is a darn like gun thing but Still, nonetheless, like the, the way that they're like going to dis- deactivate it and whatnot. Well, and then they just blow up the Republic. By the way, <laughs> I like so okay. See ya. That was fun. Happy we got to know it, anything about the Republic. That was awesome. Yeah, they're like we're destroying the Senate. Well, like, what does the Senate do? Yeah. Like what's yeah. the like how how. Man, you want, imagine right now. And it makes the worst decisions ever. I mean, yeah. they called it the Imperial, the Imperial Galactic Empire, and they're like, yeah! I, yes. That's how freedom dies. That's how freedom dies in the dark, man. Thunders <laughs> God, all right, uh, let's talk about, I kind of want to move forward here, um, kind of close this out for a little bit. But I, I do want to talk, I guess, let's talk lightsabers. Um, oh, Han Solo dies, good scene, I thought. 
But then, like, Kylo, he gets there a little bit quick. I'm not, I can't nitpick everything. Like, I hate it, but, like, all of a sudden I'm doing it. Anyway. Kylo goes in a lightsaber battle with Finn and Rey. Dakota, right away, give me your thoughts. Uh, you already know my thoughts, Connor. My, I, I, I'll even, I want to give you a quote that I said in 2015. Quote, the lightsaber battles were dumb. So Finn, the guy who lived his entire life as a stormtrooper with no force ability, works a lightsaber against a Sith Lord for a good minute, dot, dot, dot. And then we have Rey, who does the force that she learned about 20 minutes ago, and she's kicking Kylo's butt, end quote. Yeah. Also, uh, in episode three, um, I know he's Darth Sidious, but he kills Jedi Masters, like, he kills three Jedi Masters in about ten seconds. And then Finn... treason, then. And Finn is literally, like, actually holding a candle to Kylo Ren. That's true, actually. Like, and I get Kylo Ren's not Sidious, but, like, Finn's a freaking stormtrooper, dude. And he worked in, like, like maintenance. He was a maintenance worker. It's like if your high school custodian was fighting a Sith Lord, and it's like, this makes no sense. That's what I'm saying. Kylo sucks, too. That's the point I was making earlier without hitting here. But that was hilarious. I was watching episode three the other day, and just that scene, he, like, all, like, three of them just get chopped off. The one's just like, oh! The first one is literally just standing there. Like, you could... I don't know. Your reaction time sucks. You're supposed to be a Jedi. Jeez. Dad's argument is, after Rogue One, Dad hates the new Star Wars. And his point is, Leia, Luke, and them suck so much that they weren't able to accomplish anything. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we thought they were great. Great heroes of life. (laughs) Yeah, like, and I think that's the problem that we see in this new trilogy. Like, if you watch the old ones, you're like, this kind of blows, actually. Um, So, yeah, let's... I think it's sick. I think it's like, never... It? Yeah, it's never used properly. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it'd be sick if, like, someone came... Like, he was, like, blocking someone, right? And they, like, literally went down to try to hit him. Like, I think it would have been cooler is if he had, like, the, just the red lightsaber, right? And then someone tries to, like... You know how, like, you drag the lights... Like, a sword across someone else's, right? And try to, like, go for the head type thing? I think it would have been sick if they would have tried that and he would have pushed another button and the cross guards pop out. Yeah. And then it blocks him, and then he goes and, like, kills him. But, like, we were talking, Finn literally gets paralyzed, and but he's not paralyzed. <laughs> I told Connor, I was like, literally, that dude should never walk again. He got his spine grazed by a lightsaber. Like, and then... Uh-huh. He's unconscious. <laughs> I mean, and then, so Finn holding up to him makes no sense. All right, uh, biggest beef with that is Kylo's using the Force, and yeah, I agree with you, Kylo sucks. Like, they suck. It does, like, Luke's training like, must be terrible. Dude, JV football, I was going to laugh and say the, uh, what's it, the Lynchburg <laughs> Tide or whatever. Oh, God, the Hill City Stampede. Hill City <laughs> Stampede, dude, yes. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, good stuff. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. Where you're like, hey, it's just football, I just want to watch it. But at the same time, I don't understand. So Kylo can't get the lightsaber, Ray's able to use the Force and get it, and then the next episode we learn that, so the, the problem is The Last Jedi now comes in. And the last Jedi straight up is like, your parents were nobodies. You're just so powerful with the force you can compete with him. And you have no training whatsoever. Yeah. Convenient. 
Cool, man. Like, if she was at least a Kenobi, it's like, yeah, cool. I get it. Yeah, like, that's, no, that's Qui-Gon's uh, great niece. Dude, that actually would be, like, he went back and started, like, hanging out with Shmi, Anakin's mom. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he force ghosted her a little bit. Oh, oh no. You're, uh, <laughs> what would that make him, your sister? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kylo Ren are, and Ray are related, then. Know. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's his uncle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, can I say another thing about these fights is that they look yeah. so scripted. All right, so Brendan's got an <laughs> awesome take here, and I love it. Keep going. So the prequels are some of my favorite lightsaber fights, I think, ever. And the reason why I really like them is because they were my favorites as a kid, one thing. Second thing, they're almost like a dance. And I think that that's exactly what George Lucas was trying to do when he was, like, coming up with the idea of lightsaber fights. And he yeah. really perfected that, I think, in the prequel movies. These lightsaber fights are so bad. Literally, why though? Because Kylo Ren literally can like, he hits him like three couple times, and then literally like waits a couple seconds for her to reset, and then attacks again. I'm like, literally, just go up to her, beat her with the lightsaber like eight times until she just gets chopped in half, and you're done. Well, what I don't understand is he's been training his whole life in lightsaber combat, and she just picks one up, and she's able to like power past him. I think, you know, I don't know what people maybe our parents' age would say about that if that would piss them off because it's the prequels. But I think that, you know, you watch A New Hope again and you're like, oh, God, this, like, lightsaber scene is iconic. It's cool, but it's just, like, girl, girl, girl. <laughs> it's, cr- it's kind of cringy. Yeah. Yeah. It is. But, like, that but, same time, like, they don't... All flying on gym, yeah. like, it, it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. cool. It's kind of music. It's like, yeah. they're... Yeah, it's yeah. I'm with you on that. Same with like the Anakin Obi Wan fight. Is it's so like, it's it's yeah. like a dance yes. almost. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good scene with um. Gosh, what's the name on the soundtrack? Um, the Battle of the Heroes or something like that. That's oh, Duel of the Fates. What's that? Duel of the Fates. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was like Duel of the Heroes, Battle of the Heroes. Oh, we'll we'll look it up after. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I completely agree with everything there. Brennan's take is that his problem is one, Ray like stabs Kylo, right? And and I don't know, like if you're trained in this, you'd kill her, and I get it. I don't want I don't want her to die. But at the same time, like she shouldn't like it's okay for her to get her ass kicked. You know, yeah. like Yeah, yeah something or somehow he like doesn't isn't able to kill her and then like I don't know. Like she should not have been able to do what she did there. No, no, it, it's it's absurd. But she even, like I said, uh, the best way I can describe it is Brendan, like, an army custodian is the literally now going up against a trained, seasoned, like, captain. Like, and he's young, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be someone like our age against, like, an 18-year-old custodian. And it's like, all right, like, do <laughs> hand-to-hand combat. It's like if yeah. you were a black belt in karate and you had, yeah. like, an 18, like, a... Like a sixteen-year-old, and you went to the intro course, and now you're and, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and the train, like the in the white belt was beating the crap. Block a piece, uh, break a piece of, uh, uh, break a brick or a piece of wood. Bam. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, it's already flimsy. For him. Oh man. Uh, hey, working for him, I'm kind of like, why? <laughs> he's not that intimidating anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I I definitely agree with that because as an audience, 
I'm not. I'm not. Like scared. Darth Va- Darth Vader in the first movie is always intimidating. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's not confident, and that was. I mean, that was the reason. A lot of the reasons the original Star Wars did so well was because Darth Vader was so petrifying and menacing, and his helmet and his costume and, and the breathing, just, especially. He was supposed to die after the first one, but like the fans loved him so much that George Lucas couldn't. Um, his voice, and in here we just kind of had, and maybe that's. You know, maybe some people can appreciate that. I just know that for me, it's just kind of like, I don't know, JV. Definitely. Uh, definitely. So, I think we're basically done here. Uh, so, the movie wraps up with, I, in my opinion, actually the biggest cliffhanger of all time. Because it's the biggest movie of all time, at, at that point, of yeah. course. Um, let's talk about the ending. Uh, Luke, they go and find Luke. R2-D2 gets woken up. Actually, let's talk about R2 for a second. That is an absolute shame. And an absolute shame. Oh, it sucks. I'm very, like, I'm just so disappointed. Like, why do you need him to be sleeping and then conveniently, like, I'm back. Like, if it was that easy, then why wasn't he in the whole movie? <laughs> you know? Why, it's, it's, yeah. I don't I don't get it. Um, yeah, basically. Stupid. Uh, all right, let's talk about um, Luke. Can we just all agree that Mark Hamill just made bank for oh. one look? Heck yeah. Yeah. Good for him, honestly. My, my issue with that scene... Um, is, is, why is Ray going down there? Like, all right, so he asked that question in the second movie. He literally says, why did they send you? And she's like, I don't know. I'm just what? here because I'm. Initial reaction from the, at the time though. I was just like, like, that was my issue. It kind of fell in line with, with, with the way that Princess Leia reacted to her instead of Chewie. Like, so here's the guy you've never even met before. Like, all his friends are kind of standing in the back. They're like, you go, you go. I don't know, that's extremely, I don't know, in our society, I guess that would be extremely weird. I guess we're in Star Wars world now. No, I mean, that, that's very true. Um, but yeah, at the same time, like, I do like her. I wish, and this is the other aspect, I hate crapping on her character. Because it's actually, it's not the actress, it's not the character, Mm-mm. it's the writing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you make her character somewhat believable, I'm more in. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, like, she's, she is that standard Mary Sue, which kind of sucks. And same thing for Finn, actually. Yeah. You know, Finn's able to fly a, you know, fly a pilot, um, shoot everybody. But, like, he comes out and he's like, I'm a custodian. Yeah. Like, how? That's the problem, too, because it's, it's not just one with her, like, oh, she's really, really good. When it becomes two people, you're just like, yeah, this is kind of a writing compromise. Yeah, dude, so basically two of the biggest people in the rebellion at this moment are a scavenger that we met 20 minutes ago and a custodian that was a former stormtrooper. Like, I, I get it. It plays for laughs, but it's not... like and I'm not saying it has to, everything has to be so serious. That's dumb. I, I don't care. I like having little jokes in there, but can we at least make Finn like a soldier? Yeah. Yo, I was training to be a shock trooper. Something. I was to do one thing. I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, I just... Something. Because yeah. the problem with these characters now is like... There's no ramifications. Yeah. None. Like, she went one-on-one with Kylo, he went one-on-one with Kylo, and both of them are walking and are healthy right now. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, Kylo has a scar from battling her. <laughs> That's absurd. And Snoke is basically the audience avatar, where he's like, how did you let an untrained girl beat you? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, and I, I love when he's like, well, she's more powerful in the Force than you realize, than she realizes. He's like... I mean, basically, Snoke's everybody, like, yeah, I'm kind of in agreement here. So, anyway, kind of sucky. Um, 
Not great. Not great. Not great, guys. <laughs> no. Not great. Unfortunately. So. Uh, with that in mind, I think we're good. Um, this was actually a really fun episode. Yeah. I've got, I've got a, a final thought or two, if you will. Please. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't... Yeah, I, I remember talk. we went with your mom that night, which, by the way, I mean, this is not really anything to do with Star Wars. Do you remember that night that dude had... Yes. I mean, it completely packed theater. The dude had such bad body odor near us. Uh-huh. I literally had to go to the bathroom, and they had, like, those dispensers. I bought some cologne... So I could sniff the cologne. Mom like bought a large popcorn for everybody and is like, hey, put that in your hands. Like, put that in the <laughs> napkin and put it up to your face. It was awful. Oh, my gosh. But your mom said that night. Your mom was kind of like, keep in mind, boys, like, you guys love the prequels because we were little. I mean, I remember your Uncle Buddy took us to see yeah. the second one. We were like, yo, he's jumping everywhere. <laughs> I mean, that someone off who was like a, a tried and true Star Wars fan. Yes. So I that's a good reminder for this is just kind of like you know while we're fans it really is for the kids so to speak um so it's good for i guess they're i'm happy that their generation has star wars and can enjoy it although i have my issues with it another thing i'd kind of like to point out not too much with the movie is i don't know if you guys played the star wars battlefront game that came out in conjunction with this movie but i mean star wars battlefront 2 that was our life when we were that was awesome years old and the game flat out sucked too so that uh, didn't help at all nope at yeah. all and I was just kind of, I was pissed off at Star Wars for a little bit because here I am like a movie of a series that I love alright a video game that like you know I'm like at this point I was what like 21 22 so I'm like alright I'm, I'm not gonna play it like I did in middle school but like I'm gonna you know buy it I bought it the first day and I was like God, this game sucks so I remember asking you guys because I was like hey is it good I'm thinking about buying it and you're like eh Oh, I agree. Uh, yeah, Star Wars kind of hit a bit of a wall there, and then Battlefront 2 wasn't any better. Last Jedi, which we'll do next we'll do next uh, podcast. Um, Last Jedi is going to be an interesting one, because I like that movie, actually, a lot. And I like it because it very much is different from every other Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I also hate the casino stuff. I call it the Connor cut. I just don't watch any of the Rose Finn scenes, actually, so... Yep. I gotta rewatch that one. It's been a while. If you actually watch it and just skip past all the casino crap, you're actually it's a much better movie. So yeah. um thank you guys for listening. Uh Brennan, thank you for joining us. Yeah, always co host. Dakota, awesome having you on, dude. Yeah. Um, Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. I wanna end yeah, I'll end with what Dakota said. I, I I'm not crapping on this movie as like uh, I hate crapping on everything, but this movie did kind of irritate us. It's alright. But at the end of the day, we love Star Wars. I just think we all wish that they would have actually done a sequel to Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. not just a reboot Reboot for new characters so new kids could buy Halloween costumes. <laughs> and the reality is, though, that makes money. So yeah. I get it. bb eight super cute. If I was eight and I watched this movie, I would love it. So anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. And until next time, basically in two days from now. And also go check out Rise of Skywalker. It's opening this weekend. Yeah, and check out Mandalorian because that'll also oh, be Oh, Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. so awesome. Dakota, thank you, bye. Yeah. All right. See you guys.